Hi, I'm Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to episode 11, a retrospective, part two. My name is Will, and I'm so excited to have you back with me one more time for another conversation. This podcast is inspired by my years of working with students as an educator, and by the belief that conversations with students can lead to reflection and change. This is part two of a two-part series that will serve as a finale to this inaugural season. Part one of Retrospective proved the purpose of this podcast. With Anthony in the role of host, we discussed the central themes of each of the nine episodes in season one. Our collaborative reflection really demonstrated the value of each conversation, and that conversations with students can be both inspiring and motivating. For part two, Anthony and I return for a few thoughts more, and together we dive deeper into the meaningful work we are doing with this podcast series. I really hope you enjoy. And with that said, welcome back to Speaking with Students. Two, you ready? I got, I got two more, two more big, three more big places. Yeah. All right. A theme that came up multiple times throughout the series, but started with Colleen: the difference in a presentation versus a story. I'd like to give you the opportunity to reflect on the past nine episodes and really speak to what that means to you and what you learned from this experience. That was one of my favorite comments. In, in all of the episodes. The, the context of the comment was that uh, high school, you feel like you're judged based on um, your presentation. And then Colleen, you know, pulled that away and learned in college as a leader, I need to understand people's story. I need to go deeper than just their presentation. That was one of my favorite comments made in, in the season. Um, but also because it felt like Every episode at a certain point, I realized, was an effort to understand somebody's story. You know, it kind of became like that meta-realization that every episode started with their presentation. Like, photographer, um, DECA, uh, they were um, a football player. That's presentation. Um, And every episode was an effort to understand the story, to go deeper. Um, So... Really, Colleen's comment was like a through line, a subtitle for the whole season, if you really think about it. But as an educator, it really made me think more and more about my goals. Am I connecting with students based on their story? Am I, am I going beyond presentation? Because, you know, I'm, I, I'm a baseball fan, so like I can talk to students about baseball and baseball games. I... Um, I like a ton of film. I watch a lot of film and TV, so we can talk about TV and film, and I do that all the time with students. Uh, but can you use that as like the inroads, the way in 
to a deeper connection to something beyond the presentation and more understanding their full story. That okay. really, Colleen's comment and the way that it played out through the whole season, I think, was one of the things that had the biggest impact on me as an educator. Great. I, I like that we're discussing this as well because it goes to one of your earlier points of students are asking you questions because they're interested in it. Where do you almost struggle with that opportunity to tap into the story and, and where the presentation might just set up a, a, a guardrail? Yeah, or are they ready to share their story? Are they ready to, like, are they interested? Are they open to connecting with someone on that level? Yeah. It's, there, I feel like there's a lot of intangibles that might make that difficult. And that's okay. I think, um, you know, we as people ramble through life with varying connections with the people around us. Yeah. I think it's about that attempt. I think it's about being open to that and being someone who, as an educator, is adaptable enough to try and get to know students on a variety of levels. You know, I know I invoke TV and, and baseball, but it also, it sh- I think getting over one of that barriers is being open to what other people's interests are. Yeah. Like I don't have to have that interest. I'm happy to listen to it. I'm happy to learn about it through you. Like if it's something that you're passionate about, I'm I'm game. It doesn't have to be my interest that I connect on. Yeah. Yeah, and and very insightful. Thank you for sharing that. Just to summarize what you said, right? When we thinking back to Ray's experience that he touched on and even your experience that you shared, some students don't feel seen or heard and they might not have that same presentation that somebody a little bit more outgoing will Mm -hmm. have. So being able to listen and and be that voice can help that student who's not feel, they're not feeling seen all the time, let them share their story and and grow. So Mm -hmm. really, really awesome opportunity there and a great lesson to pull from the series. I have to ask now that you're, you're back in front of me, how did it feel to like, come onto this podcast as a student and then to like listen to the narratives afterward you know like you were there with me for the very beginning i had no idea what this was going to sound like yeah (laughs) and um how do you even make an episode right how do you turn this conversation into an episode that people would listen to like so how did it feel to be the first person who then had the chance to hear the other the development afterward like did you think further on everything after of course absolutely i i mean the start the start of the experience i i didn't know what to provide right like i wanted to to contribute to your success with the show wanted to mm-hmm. you know give something informative to to help the listeners also keep people entertained um yeah. And it, it also, when I reflect on it as well, I reflect on the time, like when we recorded that, where, what apartment I was living in, what I was <laughs> experiencing. And if you had that same episode one with me now, opposed to when we initially recorded, there would be different responses. Hmm. Um, I found that really inspiring as I listened back to my peers seeing the different stages that they were in, see, whether it's recently after being accepted into law school or running for counsel or, you know, b- being in your career for a couple of years. Yeah. Or, there's just, there's such a difference of 
where and when you were able to tap into students and where, you know, that growth is because you interviewed me while I was still currently a student, but in college where you feel like you have it all figured out, but then you take a step back and you listen to your peers. You're like, Oh wow. Maybe this yay folder was something I could have started much earlier in my Mm. college career. Or, you know, maybe, maybe I should have read more. Shout out Mitch, right? But there's there's just so much so much of that experience that I think um, I, what what I really reflect on is the time and and you know who you are and how you answer those those questions in the. So moments. the episode one is like an odd time capsule for you. Oh yes, yeah. I can, I mean that's, that's so interesting. That's everything. That's my recorded history. Well, I think we. <laughs> I'm like I looked yeah. like that. I, I, mean, I said that. If I had to think of anybody who would help, like jumpstart this whole idea with me it was definitely you because we had collaborated on film and podcast projects when you were a student so like we already had a little bit of that rapport going into the first episode it was just now the game changed and you were trying to help me with what i was trying to create as opposed to vice versa which was so funny like yeah did you as a student were you surprised by anything that came up in the mind of an educator listening to the podcast? Were you surprised that like these are all things that an educator is thinking about all the time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think as as a student, I, I always thought an educator's intention and focus was on the material. Yeah. The other elements, the listening to students can be seen as distractions. So that's where it was eye-opening for me to listen to your views on making those acceptances and, and, and having ample time to support students. And there, there were definitely points in my academic career where I was focused on the material. I, I wanted to do a good job, but I'm also just a great distractor, naturally. So it, it, there, were, there were definitely opportunities where I would try to, you know, build a personal connection for myself to understand something or also just to like, Hey, we just talked about math for 35 minutes. Like I don't have the capacity for this anymore. Like what about this? Like, you know, just sometimes it could just be me, but I, I feel like I do better in an environment where an occasional distraction is is good. Then you take a step away and you refocus on the goal at hand. And I think those moments of levity can really like create a, great class culture yeah like that's totally fine and i'm gonna go all the way back to just talking about be a podcast host for a second without the drums like (laughs) you what's really interesting is by like episode five or six as a podcast host you feel when something being talked about is interesting like there's a different feeling between i'm interviewing somebody and we are talking about something meaningful and like the, the, these are these are speaking with students, but the whole goal was always to be interesting to anybody who's listening. They didn't yeah. have to be educators or students. And I think when I got that feeling were those those moments when I think it was applicable and interesting to anybody. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's interesting. You could you could hear the shift in that where it. I don't want to say well. I'll say it became a little bit more conversational and Mm. you were taking different routes instead of sticking to the initial questions. You were letting the guest tell their story. Um, and podcasting is a relatively new art. It's a 
new skill, and uh, we're here. Let's... I had my eye on this hosting chair since episode one, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the sap. No, no, I, I love that that you were the guest for the first episode and the guest for the final episode of this season. It's fitting. I appreciate all the like the thoughts you brought to this. You literally showed up with a notebook of <laughs> thoughts for this episode, which is so touching. You listened to all of the episodes in prep for this without me asking you to. Like, dude, that is what, five years later after you graduated, this is still an, a collaboration ongoing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's so sweet. That's so cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm marking that in my yay folder. <laughs> uh, and I was saving this for the end, for the opportunity, but I think you as a host deserve your flowers. Uh, this Mark it in the yay folder, put all nine episodes in, include 10, but a great job giving students the opportunity to share their stories. Regardless of the efforts or the intentional goal of this podcast, I think you brought in a lot of key people mm. to this community. A lot of people who might not have felt it in the moment, but contributed and made a, a really big difference and a positive impact that those stories really inspired me because I thought back to the students that I that I knew and then you know you take a step even further back on what their impact really is and where they're going to go yeah what what they're going to share to the rest of the world and continue to be a positive force right um and it's it's really great that you brought people together felt a sense of communitas around my the, the peers on the show, and I hope that they That's really feel cool. something similar. That's honestly really cool. Yeah. To do this took a level of vulnerability for myself. I had never been a podcaster. Um, I had this idea, sadly, for like a few years and just never like took it on. And it gave me unique insight into the students I'm working with. I have had... Over the course of 10 episodes, all of the emotions that one has creating something from scratch, asking for people to join it, then asking for people to listen to it, and like taking all of that together as one leap of like, this doesn't exist, and I'm going to try and make it exist. It's, it's such unique, especially working with creatives. And, and being a film teacher, it's so interesting to have that insight now. Like, yeah. what it actually takes to create something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll just help understand if the pressure a student might be on or might be under putting themselves out there in a video yeah. or any yeah. form of content. Totally. Yeah. It gives me an admiration for the students who do and also a sympathy that this is not easy. And it makes me go back to our first conversation about like what it was like to be in the spotlight. Like, this is what it feels like. Yeah. And so you're criticized. Some people might think it's awkward. This is odd. You sometimes you hear silence, and that's like the worst thing. Yeah. You know, like you put yourself out there. You created something. You published it, and no one says a word. So I do. I do want to touch on that. At the end of every episode, you invite listeners to respond with how they feel do you have any of those responses that were significant to you that that you'd like to share or, or speak about oh i love that whenever you're creating something you're doing it for yourself but also you're doing it for a level of validation you want people to appreciate what you've made 
and you want people to be impacted by it. The goal is to provoke whatever emotion it was, to provoke a reaction with what you've created. Um, and so to have a handful of listeners who responded to every episode, it was so touching. But also, one of the things I loved was hearing from adults that there were adults who listened to the podcast and said, I felt like how Serena felt. Yeah. And it made me feel validated to hear someone else go through it. it was so lovely. Like, it made me feel great because this was a story that wouldn't have been told. This was a podcast that wouldn't have existed right. had I not taken the risk. And to feel like, to go back to your point of community, I got to experience that not just from guest to guest, but guest to listener. Yeah. And feel like, you know, if we go back to um, that thread of someone believing in you, to have people message me and feel sympathy with someone else who wanted that, who was interviewed, it was really touching. Um, and I think it was wonderful to interact with people at the conclusion of each episode and, and hear something from a variety of listeners. Yeah, and I mean, you did a great job opening the floor to everyone um, to, to allow for that because... There are a lot of mediums and, and just avenues of entertainment that don't allow for that feedback loop and, and that connection. So it, it's it's always great to end the episode there to allow for more ideas and, and maybe even drive the next episode or the next thoughts. Yeah, I'd also like to take this moment to add a, a moment in a yay folder for all the guests. I, I think speaking to that point, it, it's, it's on what people brought, these relatable experiences, this openness, this vulnerability to talk about how they felt in moments and really reflect. It's not easy to do. Um, it's not always easy to do on the podcast where who knows who's listening, who knows where that gets out. And I think everybody just did a great job being themselves, being inspiring and open throughout the experience. I totally feel that. And yeah. one, of the, one of the benefits to the whole thing was just a chance to talk to students who I missed, like, again. Yeah. And um, those conversations went somewhere meaningful was even more, like, unbelievable. Like, it was even more wonderful. It wasn't just reconnecting. It was also having, like, a real conversation with people. Yeah. Totally. I felt totally energized at the end of a lot of these conversations. <laughs> nice. No, that's, uh, they, they were energizing conversations. And it came across that way over the, the podcast waves. You felt that energy. You felt the excitement. So, yeah, kudos. Yay folders all around. Doesn't this classroom look so much cooler than when you were in here? No, I wanted to, I wanted to come in here and say something like, wow, these halls feel so much smaller. But in reality, like, no, I don't know. It's just... At a certain point, you just... You're gone now. Like, it's yeah. been a while. It's been too long. I feel so disconnected from yeah. this place. It's, it's, it's a little sad, but I'm out doing my own thing. My feeling is weird because I didn't love being a student. I, my feelings about school have been replaced with good feelings because I'm an educator. Yeah. But when I think of myself as a student, I was not happy. Which also is interesting because I think a lot of educators become educators because they loved school. Yeah. I was not, I was not comfortable as a student. So I liked learning. 
yeah. in, in high school and college, but I did not like the environment. I wasn't comfortable. I didn't have people who believed in me, or at least it didn't feel like it at the time. You know, I totally related to Ray in the moment that we were talking about that. Um, it's, it's interesting to feel the irony of um, school can be a life changer at the same time that it didn't change mine. I mean, I think you just mentioned that school changed your life. And I think it's also, it's, it's interesting to recognize your motivation for your career. Yeah. It's, you, you came to a place that you didn't fit in because you wanted to make a change. I think that's I think that's powerful stuff. That's true, and to some extent, it may make me stronger in that sense because um, I'm coming at it from a critical lens. Like, yeah. how could this be different? Because I wished it was different. Right. I mean, maybe that informs my questions at the end of every podcast episode. Is if school were different, how would you have wanted it to be different? Like, I'm right here. I'm here to listen because yeah. I wished it was different. I didn't really have the answer myself. But I loved hearing the answers from from the guests. Oh yeah, absolutely. There were there were a lot of interesting perspectives there on how school could be different. Uh, what was what was probably one that resonated the most with you out of the responses? I wanted the unrealistic ones. Lawrence was the one where you could snap your fingers and start over. Ray had, Ray was Ray was interesting about you know allevi- like removing the mental health stigmas like yeah diving in there and that was a great through line to how he felt and what he was talking about earlier yeah anjali's no ranking system it's interesting though it is it's interesting i'm just i'm old school you need a valedictorian and a salutatorian that's it you ain't first or last i mean if i'm gonna be poetically non-specific and idealistic it would go back to ray's comment about school needing to be a place for all people and all things that would be my thought is, I, I agree with Ray, is there a way that school could be more of that variety, more of that experience, more of that I see who I am in this building? That's, that goes for any school, not, not specifically this one, but any school. Like Every school is this odd little microcosm for society. And so are we hitting all of those microcosms? Are we, are we hitting all of that in its full diversity? Um, but you're the one in the driver's seat, so I feel like it should be you to shift to the sign-off. Yeah, how do you usually do this? <laughs> I listened to so many, but like towards the end, I was like writing everything down. What's the what's the script? Um, I, I usually just... said something like, "Well, thanks so much for joining. Speaking with students, sure. it's such a pleasure to talk to you again." Yeah. Um, and all right. Mr. Ray, it's been a pleasure to commandeer your seat as host and really just recap and dive into those nine episodes, listening to all of your guests, all of the questions. It was inspiring to a former student. I hope that that inspiration affects all of our listeners. You know, you might be the next guest on Speaking with Students. I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to close out season one, uh, and I'd like to open the floor to you one last time to say goodbye to the podcast oh yeah uh thanks for being my host anthony uh it's fitting that you were guest number one and also uh closed out the season i i really appreciate it it's been great thank you all for listening again and uh we'll see you on the next season of speaking with students
full season of meaningful episodes done. A genuine thank you goes out to each guest who joined this project with enthusiasm. I couldn't have done this without you. And a final thank you to Anthony, who literally showed up with a notebook full of ideas while visiting from Chicago to record this episode. Helping you create inspired me to create, and I will always appreciate you for that. All season, we have elevated student voices and brought student experiences to the forefront. And through these conversations, we've found meaning. And in our final moments together, here are just a few of the lessons that echo from this season. Number one, keep a yay folder. It'll help you say to yourself, I'm accomplished. Number two, connect with students through their story, not just their presentation. Number three, use intellectual empathy to listen and understand someone else's view. Number four, reframe failure. Not every opportunity will end in victory, but they'll all lead to learning. Number five, find what sparks intrinsic motivation, because that's where effort meets passion. Number six, be kind. There could be no kindness too soon. And maybe that way, we can make school a place for all people. Number seven, invite student passions in. Be an educator who says yes. Number eight, make collaboration as visible, if not more visible, than competition. And I'd like to suggest one more lesson for the list. Listen to your students, because it can be life-changing for both of you. And um, to anybody listening, uh, thanks for... <laughs> that sounds like nobody's listening. <laughs> and uh, nobody listens. But... To all of our listeners, we thank. So, uh, we thank specifically that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Singular. <laughs>